0: Oh, our college basketball beat writer Scott Ritchie has a bad case of portalitis. He's grumpy. He doesn't like all this movement in college basketball. But for a change, he can talk about maybe somebody new coming to Illinois and not just somebody leaving.
1: Yeah, with seven out, including a pair of walk-ons, it's been yeah an interesting offseason for Illinois. But they got some good news on Monday with a commitment from SIU transfer Marcus Domask and he brings a lot of experience and maybe some shooting to Champagne.
0: All right, Rich, we'll break that down. He'll tell you what's the next move for Brad Underwood in this week's podcast inside of line. I basketball I'll come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy wealth management and host of Paul Rudy's on the money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. That's that Bob Osmussen noise of breaking news. Rarely do we get to start the Inside Illini basketball podcast on Monday mornings with breaking news, but doggone it, here we are, Scott Ritchie. I
1: suppose we should thank Marcus uh, Domask for committing to Illinois when he did, instead of maybe after the podcast, which (laughs) would have made everything uh, old news at that point. But yeah, the Southern Illinois transfer has. Committed to Illinois, he was here over the weekend on a a visit, and clearly went well. If he decided to commit, Um, pretty good addition, at least from the the way the stats read
0: um, for the Illini. All right, that's uh, an addition finally to the roster after uh, Scott Ritchie has been documenting this since uh, shoot since Sky Clark left uh, early on seven departures. Five
1: scholarship players, two walk-ons.
0: Even the walk-ons are now entering the portal. Didn't know that was a thing.
1: Um, like, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it's a... I don't know how much I like this, as it just keeps happening. Like, I'm not gonna be the old man that yells at you. You just
0: are. You just were.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, I like, players should have just as much freedom to move as coaches do. Um... And they move a lot, and they make millions of dollars for it, some of them. Uh, but it's just, there's like 1,400 players in the portal. It's like 20, it, I see, 20% of every college basketball player, of all college basketball players are now in the portal. Like, this is kind of crazy. All right.
0: Hey, we're here for the next half hour. Ed Bond is our executive producer, as always. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news at the News Gazette, beat writer when Illinois basketball was really good, pre-portal.
1: Pre-portal. It's like guys stayed, and they built a team, and then they made the Elite Eight.
0: The biggest news back then, and we're talking 2001, is uh, the postseason banquet. Who is going to win MVP? That, now, they don't even do that anymore. Is there a banquet this year? There's no, no one around to go to the banquet? Is that's, that why?
1: That's a major part of why the banquet is no more. Because cause it would be like this month in April, mm-hmm. and this month is now more about who's leaving the team, who's staying, very few at this point. And who are the new people coming yeah. in?
0: What in the name of Ralph Woods is going on at Illinois basketball? T- at I'm not chuckling. sure they That's should have <laughs> given
1: out that award this year because free throw shooting was a disaster. <laughs>
0: Ralph Woods would never leave the portal. He uh, would never enter the portal, I should say. He wasn't like that. He was loyal.
1: I mean, I don't know Ralph personally because I think he played in, what, like the 1920s? <laughs> <laughs> he had a uh,
0: sweet stroke from 15 feet, though. I guarantee you that. it.
1: Well, they named a free throw award after yeah, him. Yeah, they did. Somebody needs to, like, are these are this old? Like, did they have film back then?
0: That gives me a, a a story idea, which I'll chase for Top of the Morning. Then I'll get a hold of the Qantas folks, see what they're planning. Didn't they have the banquet like like early September or August last year? I do. Yeah. When they figure out who was actually come back and they should be nice to.
1: <laughs> Not quite the same. <laughs> like, it's like at that point, the season's been over for months. Like, some of the. The players are gone. It's, I mean, just kill it.
0: You're still grumpy. I'm trying to cheer you up here, Scott Reggie. All right, you're in. Uh, you've you've got a bad case of portalitis.
1: I'm. See, I'm not grumpy. I'm just resigned to the fact that this is what it is. Um, it's not, you know, an issue exclusive to Illinois. I mean, it's it's averaging out to be like four players per team are in the portal now. Some haven't lost that many. Some have lost like eight dudes, um, but college basketball has changed abruptly. All it's right, well, a new reality to get used to.
0: Yep, let's uh, start with the SIU kid. Fill me in what his uh, role will be. Uh, will he start? And That's always my question. I know you're going to go with it. Uh, it doesn't matter who starts. Uh, that old... Well, I mean, tired line i didn't know if he's gonna start
1: brad underwood thinks it doesn't matter I, it's i got to a <laughs> point last year i was like maybe it does matter um <laughs> see i told you like put ty rogers in the starting lineup please <laughs> um never happened because it doesn't matter but i imagine he'll start i imagine he'll basically be in the rj melendez role would be my guess um I don't yeah I don't know what kind of promises were made or or not made but you know Marcus Domas brings a lot of experience he was a day one starter at SIU as a freshman played 35 minutes a game as a freshman um and started all 106 games that he played in four years now the only season where he didn't play at least 30 games was his sophomore year the uh, COVID year had a, a foot injury that cost him like the last two-thirds of the season, essentially. He played the first 10 games and then was out. Um, so not sure how that would affect his eligibility um, because when you apply perhaps a medical redshirt to the COVID year, does that give you like another bonus year? Um, Brett Underwood will probably have to talk to Brett Bielma about that because Bielma got Alex uh, Like I don't know, ten years of eligibility somehow. Um, but it was a productive three and a three and a third year career for him at SIU. And this past season averaged sixteen point seven points, five point eight rebounds, three point eight assists. Filled it up. Okay. A little bit of everything. Shot forty five percent overall, thirty five percent from three. He's basically a thirty five percent career three point shooter. And eighty eight percent at the free throw and that might be the the best number. Elmo needs somebody to make the easy ones.
0: As uh, good as it is for Illinois, it kind of stanks for SIU, and that's the reality of this portal business. Uh, the, that level of basketball is you see one of your players have a great season, and you're automatically thinking, uh-oh, he's gone.
1: I mean, at least they got him for four years. Mm-hmm. But um, it's sort of a, a double uh-oh for the Salukis because um, they also lost Lance Jones. To the portal, and he's going to Purdue, so mm-hmm. the two will get to play against against each other after playing for four years together.
0: All right, Illinois is not done, obviously.
1: No, there's still several open scholarships.
0: All right, let's uh, give me the latest.
1: Well, the latest is this is kind of it right now, and I think a lot of what Illinois does this off season still hinges on what Terrence Shannon decides to do because he has not yet. Declared for the NBA draft. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't, because you don't doesn't mean, if you declare, doesn't mean you have mm-hmm. to go, and he's down to thirteen days to make a decision. April twenty third is the the deadline to declare. Um, we'll see if it takes that full time, but just because he declares doesn't mean he's going to stay in the draft. He's p- projected as sort of an early to mid. Second round pick right now um, in that range probably would get a guaranteed deal, like I would assume we've got you know a two year deal worth roughly like just north of a million dollars. But maybe the nil money is good enough for Tenshian to come back and try the twenty twenty four draft where he's gonna be old at least in terms of draft age, but it's not quite as deep. So they say right now as this year's draft. Um, So maybe there's better chance there.
0: We don't don't know yet.
1: And until Illinois knows what Terrence Shannon's going to do, what Coleman Hawkins is going to do, they're left in limbo a little bit because they would gladly take both of those guys back. But that determines who they would, Pursuing the portal. All
0: right. Don't you think they know what they're going to do? Don't you, don't you think it's like the players have probably told the coaches? Like that. And they're just not saying it to anybody else. That's my take.
1: I think if that was the case, Elno would be a little more aggressive in the portal. I mean, they. Maybe they know that they're coming back? Yeah. Maybe.
0: That's my guess.
1: It still doesn't answer the question of why they haven't added a point guard because. They need one of those regardless of what Taryn Shannon and Coleman Hawkins. Maybe they
0: do. Maybe they're just not telling the beat writer from the News Gazette or anybody else in this strange world of
1: media. I don't lock it down before somebody else does. <laughs> the portal moves quickly. Like, Yes, there's like 1,400 players in there, but like, not all portal players are created equally. Like, There's only so many that I think Brett Underwood would be comfortable with saying, okay, yes, you can run that offense in the big 10 and hopefully like they, you know, run some offense like that's beyond the roster reconstruction this off season. Like I think Brad, everyone needs to figure out like what his team is going to be. A lot of that is, I guess, tied to the players, but they had a real flimsy identity on the offensive end this past season. And I think he saw the results. It was not pretty.
0: All right, Scott Ritchie, every morning, 6 a.m., com. Uh, sign up for our newsletter if you haven't done that, our all Illini basketball newsletter. That involves uh, women's coverage as well. That's been kind of quiet as well over on, on that side of things in the portal.
1: Well, they have fewer needs to really find a center, and that will probably do it for Shauna Green's team because she brings back most of that roster.
0: All right. Big week for Scott Ritchie. And uh it has nothing to do with FFA or or, or things like that.
1: I was not involved in FFA.
0: Nice weather. That means the the farming might start this week. I've been I've been told. I went to the Farm Leader banquet last week at Riggs. Got to talk with a lot of those fine gentlemen and women. And you know what I found out? They all are basketball fans. All right, our farm leader, Ranko, it brought about 200 people, 200 to 300 people, and uh, they had a treat. Lauren Tate held the door for most of the guests, and each one of those guests had a basketball question for him. Not a football question, a basketball question. Why is that?
1: Because Illinois' is basketball school. Now, that's slightly below Illinois being a golf school because Mike Small, again, has a top five team in the country. Best. Program on campus apparently, um, but it doesn't matter how good the football team gets. Okay, I'm, I'm just telling you. A, a basketball reigns supreme, um, and I don't really foresee that changing.
0: All right, golf team gets to host here later this month. I understand you're. Are you writing about that this week?
1: Uh, this weekend. Okay. Yeah, just Excellent. sort of ten questions. Great f- for you know Mike Small and you know Kathy Hugs now running the is she? the events at a, Atkins let's go golf. big um, fan of kathy Hugg. had to figure that out because the person that was doing that left to be part of the icon and right. collective uh jackie whose last name i won't say out loud right. because i'll butcher it
0: she's nice too kathy hug good casey hug her husband uh daughter taylor hug fine standout athlete at st joseph ogden there too much information for yep. you scott ritchie
1: well i just i had to figure out who was in charge of sort of the okay. event stuff at, at atkins golf now um but yeah it'd be. It's the first time Illinois golf has hosted an event, men's team, since like 2010.
0: Great. Uh, big basketball week, too. Um, on Tuesday night up at Gordieville, uh, what's turned out to be an annual cool event. Uh, kicking cancer. Sold-out crowd. Is, that includes every Big Ten coach. Is that right?
1: At this point, uh, it's pretty close to it. Okay. <laughs> Just him. Um, no, let's see. Fran McCaffrey and Fred Hoiberg were the first announced, mm-hmm. and then Tom Izzo, you get a Hall of Famer, and then at late last week uh, Matt Painter apparently is also going to. That's great. Attend.
0: All right. So do you sense those are the kind of the five coaches that get along in the Big Ten? I think because look,
1: like basketball coaches are different than football coaches who are super paranoid, right? Um, I think basketball coaches mostly all get
0: along. So why isn't Juwan Howard or uh well, I didn't Mike say, Woodson or uh
1: well, Juwan maybe doesn't get along with anybody. Okay. But I mean you can't have every coach.
0: Why can't you? That'd well, be don't a know. neat thing. It'd be I mean, a, kind well, of a spur of the moment Big Ten media day. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure they'd be why isn't about. the Collins fella there? Is there I mean is there a, like a click with these five?
1: I just know that Brad and Fran. Okay. Get along, All despite right. the the rivalry that's grown between the the teams and the f- fan bases and the assistants, and the boys and girls clubs and, um, and Brad and Fred Hoiberg are both big wine drinkers, uh, aficionados, so they've connected like that. Um, Brad and Tom Izzo, I think, very similar in their on court coaching styles and. I think everybody likes Matt Painter. He just seems like a really nice guy. All right.
0: Scott Ritchie will be there, provide tons of coverage, and we're going to let him eat this year. It's good. There's a, a pail of beer as well on every table. You can throw back a couple bush lights, call it a night.
1: Well, if only, but I also have to write about
0: things I learned. Well, just write first and then throw back a few. they have Wi-Fi in
1: Sure, Gordyville. Yeah,
0: it's a great place. Uh, all for good cause, too. And that's what's uh, important. Looking forward to that on Wednesday, a day later. One Roger Powell is going to be introduced at Valpo, the proud institution at which I graduated from.
1: He's. It's a tough job.
0: Yeah, it is. For Roger, why? Why here? Here's my. It's great that he's getting it. Again, that's Wednesday, 10 a.m. He'll have his introductory news conference, and from the folks at Valpo say it's a home run. The, his reception has been well-received.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been considered one of the top assistants in the country for several years now, um, and parlayed his time with Bryce Drew into a really good job at Gonzaga, which is churning out head coaches mm-hmm. um, the last few years.
0: But you're saying it's a tough job.
1: Well, uh, Valpole's not in the same place it was when he left. When he and Bryce Drew left and went to Vanderbilt. Um and for one they're in a different conference. Or did they join the Valley I don't think I have so. No idea.
0: They're um, not called the Crusaders anymore. That's all I
1: know. Yeah. That's part of the tough job. Like you got to sell, <laughs> you're going to be a beacon. <laughs> I don't that's that's tough. Uh, but it's just yeah, the, the program itself is not Experienced a ton of success in the the year the intervening years between when he was there and as as an assistant, but he's a good okay. coach, good recruiter, and maybe he can turn that thing around.
0: Good for him. One of the more popular players here at Illinois played for that great team, of course, and uh, behaved himself. That always helps. Yeah, he's and the I mean, reverend. Yeah, you and behave.
1: I mean, his name was floated around constantly during the last several years during the the coaching carousel. Some thought that maybe when the ISU job came open last year that he'd be in the mix there. But um, stayed at Gonzaga, and Ryan Peden was hired instead. But now he'll get to coach against his dad's alma
0: mater. All right, what are the odds Roger Powell in uh, four years when Brad Underwood takes the uh, Pistons job, (laughs) winds up? You're
1: running Dwayne Casey
0: out? (laughs) He ran it. He quit yesterday. He's did he? he? I did. missed I, I don't keep but, up uh, on but the I don't pistons. think Underwood's yeah, but, their yeah. pick. Nonetheless, you'd think uh, as, as much as you'd like to say and think that Brad Underwood's going to stick around, odds are maybe there'll be an opening one day. What do you think about Roger Powell? When you're talking about Illinois connections, is there somebody better or bigger? D Brown's at Roseville doing good things.
1: Yeah, and they're moving up to D2. Yeah. So, and I mean, who knows what he'd parlays that job into finally figured out where roosevelt was in the city though okay walk past it um i don't think anyone's positioned quite as high as roger right now you know to maybe be the next illinois coach i mean the only thing i would question is like how or how good of an idea is it to go back to your alma mater and coach? I have not seen that pan out very well over the last six or seven years. Um, some high profile names that flamed out at their alma mater. Chris Mullen, I mean, in the big East, just say Chris Mullen at St. John's did not work. Patrick Ewing at Georgetown did not work. Um, Penny Hardaway at Memphis is working ish. Mm. Uh, Maybe the based on the recruiting, maybe they haven't hit the uh, a similar level of success, just you know, in terms of the talent that they brought in. But he's winning games, made the NCAA tournament this past year. Um, so yeah, it's a I think it's a tricky thing to come back to your alma mater because like Roger Powell is beloved by Illinois fans, but like what happens if he's the head coach at some point and like there's. Uh, perception of a bad season, and the coach gets blamed for that. How does that, I mean, do you want your legacy to be changed if things don't work well? I don't know. It's like a tough gig.
0: All right, uh, speaking of coaches, uh, Illinois staff still intact. You uh, think that will remain that way?
1: I don't see any reason right now why it wouldn't, but like what, two years ago around this time is when Brad Underwood lost, like, all of his assistant coaches to different jobs. So I guess you never say never. But uh, for the moment, as of you know, Monday, April 10th at 11.31 a.m., things have stayed the same. Now, the one thing that will be different is NCAA expanding how many on-court, or how many staffers you can count as on-court assistants. And you can, there's, that is going to go up by two. Now they can't recruit. So does that... Change the calculus with the staff, any, I don't know. But it's something to keep an eye on.
0: All right, apps uh, to Georgetown. A lot of scuttlebutt that that was done before he even decided to go to the portal.
1: What, teams tampering? Who mm-hmm. would have ever thought that that would happen?
0: Okay. Um, you seem skeptical.
1: What? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not saying that it did happen in this case because I have no actual proof. and uh, uh, But teams tamper. And... Although, like, when he hit the portal, I don't know that Ed Cooley was the coach at Georgetown yet. There was rumors, but that would be a little tough to kind of combine together. But, like, it makes sense. Like, he has a relationship with Ed Cooley because he committed to him when he was in high school with the thought of reclassifying and playing, not this past season, but the year before. Now, obviously, that didn't happen. And he decommitted, wound up going to Combine Academy for his last year experienced maybe a normal recruitment because most of his was wrapped up in all the COVID stuff as well. Um, but certainly minutes to be had in the Georgetown backcourt because most of their guards from last year have entered the portal, some for the second time in two years.
0: All right, fill me in. You got some walk-ons leaving uh, Brad Underwood's team. What the heck does that mean? I keep... I
1: guess it means they want to try and go somewhere they can play.
0: Okay, and be good my, for them. Yeah, I mean,
1: Connor Servin was at Illinois for what three years, and Paxton Warden just this one. Um, now they've got a walk-on coming in. Yeah, Keaton Cutcher's giving up a scholarship at South Dakota to transfer and walk on at Illinois. Um, connection there, though, with with Brad Underwood because his dad. Played for Underwood at Western. um, When Underwood was an assistant there like in the early to mid-90s. David. 94 to 97. Um, So that's how that one probably happened. And he's a really good three-point shooter in high school. Didn't play much at South Dakota uh, the last two years. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, we'll see what it, what if anything it, it means for him at Illinois. But obviously, get a good degree at Illinois, and you know maybe shoot really well, force Brad Underwood's hand.
0: All right, fill me in about AJ Store. Uh, uh, his name came popping back up last week. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you laugh?
1: Uh, it's just the everything about player movement it was like. Because at one point, AJ Store was committed to Illinois, um, and then the coaching staff turned over, essentially, except for Brad Underwood, and Chen Coleman was the lead recruiter there, and when Chen was gone, A.J. was gone. Of course, he winds up at St. John's, and then they fire Mike Anderson after only a year, so he's back in the portal, or he's in the portal for the first time, but back available, and... Obviously there's a relationship there, somewhat. I mean Brett Underwood has that, but he had a pretty good freshman season at Saint John's, you know, started seventeen games, played thirty three, averaged eight point eight points, one point nine rebounds, shot forty percent from three. Like there's a lot to like from the six six guard. Um well traveled is AJ Store, a Kankakee native. Started high school at Kankakee, then transferred to Bishop Gorman in Nevada, then Compass Prep in Arizona, and then spent a postgraduate year at IMG Academy in Florida, then St. John's. Well, committed to Illinois, then flipped and played at St. John's. And now he's in the portal. Like th- that's just how things are now.
0: Another uh, St. John's departure.
1: Well, lots of St.
0: John's. You know where I'm going with this one. Andre Corbello. Bello. Yeah, why not? In the portal. Why not?
1: Um because okay. <laughs> uh, apparently it was some um the guy that covers St. John's for the New York Post said that uh Andre Carbelo's apparently was told like if you wanted to stay, he could stay, which that's an outlier because Rick Pitino was like mm-hmm. came in and was like, I hate all of you. <laughs> um But he's back in the portal and we'll see what happens. It's I don't. He's not the same after that last concussion at Illinois. Has not been the same from production standpoint, from personality standpoint. Like he had a tough year at St. John's. Like clashed with Mike Anderson. Was suspended twice. Um, I think at the end of the year, was maybe hurt and didn't finish out the season. Like I just wherever he winds up like hopefully it's a, a good situation. While well, we're on that topic, Adam Miller, back in the portal.
0: Mm-hmm. I was getting to that. That was my next question. I'm just checking my notes right now. Sure. Um, and you're jumping the gun.
1: Oh, I knew where I I knew where we were going <laughs> cuz it's uh why not? <laughs> sure, I guess. Like he he had a good freshman season at Illinois. Like he hasn't been Shown any signs of being more efficient offensively in his one year on the court at LSU after the torn ACL. But um I mean my real question is like these guys are in the portal again. Like the NCAA has basically come out with a a checklist for getting a waiver, and there's only one thing that they will say yes to. Apparently. Like I don't they're they don't have a backbone, so I imagine all these guys will get waivers anyway. But coaching changes are involved most of anything that was related to a waiver is no mas if you're transferring for a second time except for some question of mental or physical health and that will be abused and misused and it's kind of gross
0: getting a text from the Indi- Indianapolis area I think it's the NCA checking in. Uh, obviously, they're listening to this. The, the no backbone statement. Well, when have, when have they shown have <laughs> to have a backbone? Ruffled some feathers, maybe. But
1: there's, but there's so many players in the portal for another time. And, like, if you're a grad transfer, that's cool. Like, none of these rules apply to you. Like, you've graduated, you can transfer wherever you want, even if you transferred before. Or, like Jameson Battle, I guess he just transferred. This is the second one as a grad transfer. It's fine. Uh Otherwise, like they're just hoping they're going to be eligible next year or they're hoping they can come up with some. I'm sure there are going to be legitimate cases of mental or physical health where it's best if they leave where they're at. There's also going to be a lot of we're going to find somehow to fit it under that designation. And again, gross.
0: All right, uh, we're not going to uh, make Richie do his power poll for Illini players until we get a little more. Uh, until there uh, are some Illini players well, until there are three, and, three on the roster. That's uh, too fluid, but uh, I'm a little disappointed. I read my News Gazette on Sunday, my print edition. I didn't see my Big Ten power poll that you had promised.
1: I did no such thing. Yeah. Fact, I thought I had basically complained enough that you like backed off now, at that point. And, I did, uh, there was a whole page of
0: wasn't a power pole. Illinois basketball yeah. transfers. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> in and out of the program. Uh, tell me this. If you were to rank your top three teams right now, this being April 10th in the Big Ten, give me the top three. I'm, I'm guessing Illinois is not in there, even with the pickup of an SIU sharpshooter. A sharpshooter might be generous. I called him a sharpshooter. Well, he, well, he you shot scored, better than anybody on the team last year. You score 16 a game, you're a sharpshooter. All right.
1: In my mind, I consider sharp shooting like more of the three-point shooting. Okay, whatever. But again, he did shoot better than anyone on the yeah, team. He did. So sharpshooter, <laughs> he is. Um, Michigan State, I think, will go one. Okay, because they can bring everybody back if they want to come back, and they're adding a really good freshman class with two five-star players and Xavier Booker, Jeremy Fears Jr. Should have a pretty decent team. Um, number two. Until Zach Eadie's gone forever, I'll just assume he's coming back. I don't know that he is, but right now he's not gone forever. So I'll put Purdue number two because their freshman guards won't be freshmen anymore. Maybe they'll be better suited to handle the tenseful, tense, stressful situations late in the year. Um, and then number three, like those two are – out in front, I think of everybody. I don't, number three is a little tricky, but I am tempted to say, even after last year's really bad season, Ohio State, because those freshmen that played a ton are going to come back. They added Jameson Battle. Um, they have a good class coming in as well, and I think Chris Holtman is a good coach. So we'll, we'll see Ohio okay. State.
0: What's it going to take to Illinois get uh, back in that top three? Maybe one Coleman Hawkins? Maybe one of those two, Terrence Shannon? Does it? I think
1: one of the two could. It depends on the rest of the roster. Both coming back, I think, for sure. As long as there's a... Let's just say it's Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins, Marcus Domask, Dane Danger... And transfer porn card X, like that's there you go. A legitimate ad. I think that's a that's a starting lineup.
0: All right, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have that starting lineup by the time we do next week's podcast. I mean, uh, maybe anything else we should uh, look forward to this week before I let you out of here, Scotty? Yeah, I know you're excited about tomorrow night because you get to wear your flannel, you get to wear your your boots, you get to wear your hat that you you grew up. You know, fish in the creek with I didn't that wear a bamboo pole as a youth. I
1: have fished with a bamboo pole. I bet you have. Um, actually, I think I hold the record for most fish in a, an hour out at uh, the lake at Allerton using a bamboo pole, if there are such records. Put I that me. on
0: your resume. Special
1: skills. <laughs> um, didn't wear a cowboy hat, though. Don't have a cowboy hat or boots. And also, like, it could be warm. I don't Flannels cold weather.
0: Here's my promise to anybody who listens to this and makes their way to Gordyville tomorrow night. If you see Scott Ritchie either working or eating, hit him up, ask him for a beer. He'll buy it for you, courtesy the News Gazette. (laughs) You can expense this, Scott Ritchie. It'll certainly be courtesy of the News Gazette.
1: Yeah. I I mean, yeah, the the beer flows freely. Yeah, it's a good event.
0: It really is a good event. And then the after hours in uh, Penfield. (laughs) All right?
1: See, I've always had to like come back and write. I never, never been involved in the after hours in Benfield.
0: <laughs> or if we go east, you go to uh, or west, go to Rantoul. Both Either happens. way, you can't go wrong. Is what I'm saying. All right, anything else we need to know here?
1: Not just that the the portal will keep spinning, and maybe shoot out another player for Illinois. We'll see.
0: All right, that's the latest from Scott Ritchie. Follow along again on Twitter and uh, every morning six a.m. IlliniHQ.com. Scotty, we'll talk to you next week.